You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Zach, you've been really creative lately. I'm feeling groovy. You, <laughs> I could tell. It's coming out of you. The grooves <laughs> are just permeating. Um, so I figured I would maybe inspire you a bit by having you study Banksy. Ooh, neato. Intrigue. <laughs> neato. Neato. Hey, we watched that documentary about him, right? Yeah, and it was really cool. Exit through the gift shop window, I believe. I think it's just exit through the gift shop. Why would oh, you yeah. go through the window? Yeah, you you're would just, just go out. Inviting the door. lots of glass in your skin if you. <laughs> yeah, there's exit no through the window. For that. Why did I think it was window? I have no idea. It doesn't even make sense. It really. It was a cool documentary, but if I remember correctly, it talked a lot about that other artist as well, right? Mm, that doesn't ring a bell, but you're, oh. I'm sure you're right. It's been five years probably yeah it's been a long time since yeah. i have too maybe i'm confusing it with something else but um banksy is one of those people things people thing people he, things yeah, he's one of them that, people things <laughs> that i i really don't know that much about i feel like even i don't in, think anyone does that's well that that's may be the point. the point yeah so right. we'll dig in and find out yeah. what there is to know if you can come out of this in 30 minutes with banksy's true identity that would be revolutionary I will come out of this with his social security number and home address. Please do. Great. Guaranteed. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. This will be cool. Yeah, because I, like we said, I don't think his identity is known, but I'll bet there are people piecing stuff together. And yeah. even if we don't get anywhere near his personal identity, who cares? There's still a lot to talk about. about I doubt him. you will, unfortunately. That's not going to be my main <laughs> <No>. focus. <laughs> but um, people know a lot about him. Like, I'm pretty sure people know how old he is. They know approximately where he lives. Um, but obviously his specific true identity is unknown. That's pretty cool. Um, That's really know, cool right? if you Especially think about it. Especially in this day and age, I think it is so cool when authors... Um, mostly it's, I guess, authors and, and Banksy, um, keep their identity unknown. It's admirable. It's impressive. It's really cool. It's crazy because I picture him being this very elusive figure, but like if you saw him, it would be like, oh my God, there's Banksy. But that's the exact <laughs> thing. You, we may see him we may see, every it, other hey, day. He could live in our neighborhood. Yeah. It, it could be you. Wow. Turn, yeah. When one finger's pointing at me, there are three pointing right back at you, Missy. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. Figure out if it's one of us, and then keep going. I'm very suspicious of you, but okay. <laughs> cool. You like it? Love it. Great. Banksy. Do it. 30 minutes. Expert. Bye. Okay, what do you want first? His social security number or his home address? I want his social security number because I'm pretty sure he's English, so I'll be impressed if he has one. Hey, you're absolutely right. That was going to be my joke. He doesn't have a social security number because he is from England. Oh, Bristol, England, to be exact. Um, That's where he was. Well, I guess that's, I suppose that's where he was born. That's where he was first noted, was in Bristol um, around 1990. 1990. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what we said in the intro, but... Banksy is an anonymous street artist. 
Great. Yeah, let's do a nice a nice clean laydown of what we're talking about. Anonymous mm. street artist. And what do you mean by street artist? So Melvin Walter Banksy, born. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, for real? Oh, cool. Uh, just Banksy. Um, sorry. What was the question? What like what is street art? Just to put that out there. What are we talking about? So we're talking art, about it can be a lot of different things. Um, your average vandalism graffiti artist, that's street art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess performing on the street would be street art. Any but sort of public about... installation could be street art. Right, you know, yeah. public, like, an unsanctioned installation could be right, street art. But right. what we're talking about in his case is uh, graffiti, which then kind of progressed into stenciled graffiti, right. which, which gives it a, a cleaner image. It's not the graffiti that you see, you know on the back alleys on the dumpster like where it's just tags this is graffiti in that it is spray paint on public walls but it's you know he usually stencils it and it it, you know he makes nice art in some cases and they look like um paintings or photographs like you said yeah they can they can be lifelike at times not all of them there's they vary you Mm -hmm. know but yeah some of them can be a lot more lifelike you know it'll all be one color but it's a cut out stencil of a little girl's face you know so when he sprays it it, you know it looks like a little girl it's not it's not graffiti art um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like again as you would see you know on a random wall somewhere you know from whoever This would be a good time to just look up, just Google Banksy and you'll see a couple of them and you'll probably know what we're talking about. They're pretty yeah. familiar at this point. Yeah, he's got a very specific yes. uh, look to his work. It's mm-hmm. pretty easily recognizable. And at this point, because he's so famous, a lot of people are kind of mimicking his style. Mm. But when you see one of his pieces, it's it's pretty um, recognizable. Yeah. Immediately. Like I said, his work first started appearing in 1990 in Bristol, and he was associated with a group of graffiti artists called. This is such a weird name, Dry Bread Z. Wow. Yeah. Or so English. Yeah. Or DBZ. <laughs> they would be like, let's call ourselves Dry Bread. Dry Bread. I don't understand <laughs> that at all. I wonder if that has some meaning that I don't know. It probably does. Look at yeah. us making fun of them. Meanwhile, it's the most subversive title. Well, it's probably. I'm. I'm assuming if there is a meaning, it's some slang thing that. Yeah. Is, more than likely unsavory. Mm, sure. <laughs> All right, so um, DBZ. DBZ, they're doing freehand spray paint. Not what he's doing now. They're doing freehand spray paint, which it can be a lot of different things. It doesn't just have to be the letters and the big, like, swirly tags that you see around. It can be it can be anything, but it's freehand. And he is quoted as saying that he usually wouldn't finish those, these pieces because he would either A, get cold, or B, <laughs> get caught. Oh, because wow. they take a long time, especially yeah. when you're someone like him who is an artist. And I'm going to keep referring back to vandalist taggers, people who are the, – the graffiti that you see on the walls that, that you want cleaned up immediately because it's ugly and it's just mm-hmm. someone did it in the middle of the night and they're not a good person. I'm going <laughs> to kind of refer to – anytime I'm talking about like vandalism, that, like that will be kind of what I'm referring to to separate the two. So he wasn't doing – Stuff like that. He was doing more art on mm-hmm. these walls. Mm-hmm. Still illegal because right. these are either public or private walls, but they're not to be painted You're on. You're not allowed to just paint on them. Of course. So as the story goes, one day he's out with his group and they're tagging a wall. Mm-hmm. And some cops come in and they break them up and they chase after but them. But they're British cops, so they're like, we are not that scared of them because they have funny accents, right? <laughs> exactly. They mm-hmm. just have sticks. <laughs> uh and tall hats. Right. Actually, I think those are just the guys who stand outside of, what are they called? Beef eaters? 
who stand outside of the uh, palace. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. You know the guys we're talking I know, about. Yeah, we anyway, know the guys. <laughs> so picture one of them, them running down the street chasing after Banksy, mm-hmm. who in your mind is probably just a silhouette because nobody knows what he looks he like. That's what he looks like. So He's picture one of those beef eater guys chasing a silhouette. That's exactly what was happening. And he uh, he gets away and he hides under a garbage truck. Okay. And apparently, while he's hiding under the garbage truck, he kind of looks up at the frame of the truck and sees uh, stenciled on the truck the serial number. And he sees mm. the stenciling and he thinks, wow, that's such a better way to do this. <laughs> it's so much faster and cleaner. Yeah. I can just pre-make the stencils, go out there, do my thing. I can put a whole picture up, whatever he's doing. I can mm-hmm. put a whole piece up in you know, a matter of minutes as yeah. opposed to... What I'm sure in some cases would take hours to do these, Absolutely. you know, the more elaborate ones at least. So from then on, stenciling is his his method. Mm-hmm. That's what he kind of sticks to. Again, it's faster. You're less likely to get caught. You actually get to finish your piece mm-hmm. that you had thought out and, and want to put there. Right. So it was a pretty good uh, choice to start going cool. with the stenciling. What a fun moment under the truck. Seeing the serial number. Yeah. I know. I couldn't find exactly where that came from, but that story is um, cited on different websites and things like that. So I assume it comes from some interview. He's given very few interviews, but but he has, and I didn't watch all of them, so he could have easily just said that in one of them. Hmm. Anyway, around 2000, he moves to London, and okay. his work starts to pop up all around London mm. and he's not known at this point but again he's got that signature style so it's kind of like if you knew you knew you mm-hmm. know when you saw his work this is weird though Wikipedia says that he was the goalkeeper for the Easton Cowboys and Cowgirls soccer team in the <laughs> 90s and he even toured with them to Mexico in 2001 okay. if that's true how do Mystery we not know solved? exactly yeah. who he is I can't. I don't understand how that could possibly be true. Did there you would see be a team photo. There would be in your thirty minutes. I did not know. That may be just some person having a little fun with Wikipedia. I seriously consider it. It really that. might be. Well, because that's if pretty it is, funny. Well done, and I'm telling your parents because <laughs> I'm trying to do something serious here, and I don't need to be reading right. about the Cowboys and Cowgirls soccer team. If that's true, fun, very fun, fun tidbit. Yeah. Oh, it very well could be true. It's just so weird. Yeah, it is weird. To, uh, yeah, anyway, many of his works are kind of anti-war, anti-capitalist. Yeah, right. Um, he has you know, a, he what has we would real... call today like social justice warrior Yeah, he has a political message to his work. It's not just pretty artwork. He's trying to say something with what he does. Definitely. He is, as much as he is an artist, I, I'd say you could call him a political activist. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of artists are that way. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. They're not just trying to make pretty pictures. They're trying to say something. For sure. His probably a little more literal than most. Mm, Yes. You know, like sometimes he's literally spelling it out with words, you know, whereas other artists, you might look at their photo and be like, oh, this, you know, the green represents blah, 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 you know, whatever. You have to read into it a little bit Yeah, his are extremely literal in a lot of cases. Like what, can you give us a couple examples? Uh, Yeah, we're going to get into some examples a little later on that highlight that. Um, But before that, his first big mural, and actually we're going to get right into it with this, is a mural that I don't believe still exists. Uh, It was called the Mild Mild West, Mm -hmm. and it showed a a teddy bear throwing a Molotov cocktail at three riot police. Oh, wow. So that's just, you know, Mm -hmm. an example of kind of where his head's at. You know, he's, he's showing this 
volatile scene, but instead of it being, you know, an oppressed person or an aggressive person throwing the Molotov cocktail, it's a it's a teddy bear. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um and that's a very that's his first big mural and that was I, I believe it was painted over an old advertisement that was somebody wanted covered up or something like that, so they allowed him to cover it up oh, with really? his own work. Oh, wow. Something like that, yeah. So that was sanctioned. That was th- yeah, I think so. From what I read, I believe it was um yeah, sanctioned. Cool. So this is about two thousand, two thousand one somewhere in there. Remember, he moved to London in 2000. In 2002, he has his first U.S. exhibit. U.S. exhibit? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. And that's at the 33 and a half gallery, which is in Silver Lake in Los Angeles. No way! Yeah, I don't think it's there anymore. I'm pretty sure the thing I read said that it's, you know, defunct. Hmm. (laughs) That's quite close to where we live. So, very exciting. Yeah, I was just there today. Maybe I you drove were in right Lake, by. Not at the gallery, because then you would know if it existed. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So around that time, his silk screens start to sell. His stencil prints are selling, and you know they're selling pretty well, but to a very small underground community. Mm-hmm. Again, only people who are really in the know. And at this point, do people know who he is, or is it still? No, he's always kept his identity under wraps. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't say always. But I know he gave an interview in 2003, an on-camera interview for a a television station in London. Mm -hmm. And he is standing right there interviewing with with the uh, news station. And, you know, he's wearing a ball cap and he has kind of like a t-shirt wrapped around his face. But you can see from the bridge of his nose to his hairline, you know, where the ball cap comes down. You can see all of that. But clearly he's making an effort to stay anonymous. I mean, covering his face with a t-shirt. Clearly, he's doing something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 2003 when that interview was. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far back his anonymity really goes. I don't know if in 1995 he was doing that or even if in 2000 he was doing that. But Mm -hmm. by 2003, he's getting pretty well-known. I mean, well-known enough that he's holding big exhibits in London and, you know, they're doing a news story on it, that sort of thing. But I did read the man who conducted the interview for the news station he said that when the cameras weren't rolling, he was out of his disguise. He They had a conversation with no t-shirt over his face or anything like that, So, mm-hmm. which would never happen now as I understand it. Oh, okay. So in 2003, he publicly was in disguise, but it sounds like off camera. That's a whole different era too. Right, you know, yeah. No one's right. going to no bust one's... out their cell phone right, and take a photo right, of right. you. So yeah. um, at least by so... 2003, he's under that heavy veil Mm -hmm. of secrecy and it has progressed as time has gone on yeah definitely Mm -hmm. he's having tons of exhibits um many if not most of them are in warehouses that's the type of art Mm. he's doing this isn't fine gallery stuff this is a little grungier you know at this point i think in 2003 he's maybe 27 28 you know Mm -hmm. so he's in that world warehouse parties warehouse art yeah very underground very very cool underground but he's showing these things in the u.s in london australia and a lot of his works are controversial so that also brings out a younger crowd a crowd who's Mm -hmm. a little less refined you know in a good way in terms of this art right and they're progressive and they also have beliefs that they think that he is uh representing in his art yeah he's capturing a generation he's yeah it makes sense that people around his age, like-minded people around his age would be the people who are really digging what he's doing. Yeah. So like I said, a lot of his works are pretty controversial, which leads to a lot of popularity among a certain demographic. Mm -hmm. 
a couple of examples of that are in 2004, he printed fake 10-pound notes with Princess Diana's head on them. I think I remember that. Really? Like yeah. from 2004? Well, maybe not from 2004. That would be... I'd be pretty young to know that kind of thing. But I. But when you said that, I can almost picture... I've probably just seen a, a picture of it or something like that. Yeah, sure. They said Banksy of England on them instead of Bank of England. Very cool. And apparently somebody... I don't know exactly how many they printed, but not a lot. Enough that somebody like took a wad of them and threw them into a crowd at some sort of event. Uh, and that's how they got distributed. Cool. Wow, what a great idea. Yeah, really neat. You really want to promote your business. You should just print up fake money. Money with your information on it and <laughs> toss it into a crowd. <laughs> Have you ever found one of those laying on the ground that looks like a hundred dollar bill and then you pick it up and it you unfold it and it's only like maybe half the width of a hundred dollar bill and it's like you need to find the Lord like on the inside? <laughs> no. Oh really? I have not. Those I guess you there. need to find the Lord because they're all coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found thousands of those things. Oh gosh. no. So yeah, he's printed that fake money. In 2005, he traveled to Palestine. He stenciled nine works on the Israeli West Bank Wall, which wow. is the wall that divides Israel and Palestine. Yeah. He had an exhibit in London. This was the one that he got interviewed for on the news that I was talking about. He mm -hmm. had an exhibit in London in '03 where he painted animals, which, of course, some people really didn't like. Then Why? He painted animals? No, he's painting live animals. Oh. Live animals. You oh. know, he has a sheep that's painted to look like a mm. zebra. And yeah, he has I can a imagine. pigs that are painted to look like cop cars, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Then in L.A. in 2006, he has this, this exhibit in a warehouse, and there's an elephant in one of the rooms that it's all painted up. Uh, mm -hmm. um, he has a piece that is Queen Victoria as a lesbian. Ooh. <laughs> that one was purchased by uh, Christina Aguilera, along with two other pieces, for $25,000. I believe that was 2007. Wow. Very 2007. Oh, Christina Aguilera, <laughs> yeah. lesbian Queen Victoria. It encapsulates the year. I wonder if she still has it. It's got to sure be worth more does. now. Yeah. I mean, a lot more. 2007 proved to be a pretty big year for him. He had some huge auctions. He sold yeah. pieces for... And these are... At, you know Sotheby's and Bonhams of London like mm -hmm. really big the auction places. houses yeah he had pieces sell for $44,000 wow. $87,000 $40,000 $116,000 $123,000 now are these pieces he's painted that are painted on a canvas or something like that or are they because I I feel like I've seen people take down his works from from wall you know he, mm. he paints on a wall and then they will remove it because it's a Banksy. So especially nowadays, it's so incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. Was that what's going on then? Or was this even just pieces he created specifically to stand alone and be sold? Do you I know? Think, I think in most cases, these are, in most cases, these are prints. Oh, okay. You know, prints? But yeah, but not prints like, you know, they're coming out of some print shop yeah. and they're doing them by the thousands. Prints like he makes a screen print and he does two of them or one right, of them. Right, That yeah. sort of thing. You don't pay $87,000 for uh, something someone makes 5000 of. Of course. Naturally. And I think he does that or has done that for, you know, if he does a huge piece on a wall outside mm -hmm. that just lives in the public and perhaps gets destroyed or someone paints over it. He does prints of those. Mm. And, you know, they're all authentic and there's there may be one of one. That's why they are so valuable. Mm -hmm. And so for that huge auction that I just told you about where he was selling them for those crazy prices, between the days of the auctions, 
he posted a photo on his website and it was a photo of people bidding on a picture and the picture read, I can't believe you people buy this S. Uh-huh. You know, so that's... And that was real? No, no, that was a photo he posted on his website between the first day and second day of the auction of uh-huh. all of these items. The auctions were in person. He just posted that, like, on his public blog. And that was a photo that he doctored. Yeah, that... a doctored photo, just a commentary being like, yeah. you guys are ridiculous. Like, I'm nobody. Right. I, you don't know who I am. You're, there's so no the value to these. That's the kind of guy yeah. he is. Again, like that anti-establishment type of mm-hmm. mentality where him. it's just like... He's kind of laughing because it's like, I'm getting all of your money, but yeah. at the same time, this isn't what I wanted my art to do, really. Right. right. He's kind of taking their money while laughing at them behind their back or something. Kind of. Yeah. I take it that he's probably not the biggest fan of the typical person who will drop $123,000 on one mm-hmm. of his pieces. Yeah. Kind of like that John Lennon I think it's John Lennon. It's one of the one of the Beatles, I believe. John Lennon, a quote where, I guess at one of the concerts, he said something to the effect of, "If you're in the cheap seats, clap your hands. Everybody else, just rattle your jewelry or something mm. like that." You oh, know? I've never heard that. So it's kind of taking a shot at the people who are paying these high prices to see you, even though they are the ones who are funding right your wealth. You right. know? Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of cool to to take that shot and know that it could have repercussions financially and right. if you're a true artist I suppose that's not what you're in you the game care. for anyhow. Mm. So that's all in 2007. Later in 2007, he sells a piece called Space Girl and Bird for $576,000, dang, which was 20 times the estimate price. Really? Yeah, from wow. the auction house. Things are looking up for Banksy. As you could probably gather from those controversial pieces that I cited, mm-hmm. uh, he's got some political leanings to him, some social commentary type of stuff to mm-hmm. him. A few of his pieces, not a few, a lot of his pieces really lean into that and, and kind of help to spread a message that he wants to spread. Most of them do, right? Yeah, this yeah you're right, most of them. Uh, in 2009, he had a piece called, or sorry, he had a piece that was to kind of commemorate the closing of the climate change conference. Mm-hmm. And it was a painting of the words, I don't believe in climate change. And <laughs> those words are like kind of submerged underwater. Mm. So that sort of thing. He has a piece which I think is so cool. It's, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, I know you'll be into this. He has a piece called Show Me the Monet. Mm-hmm. And it's a recreation of Monet's water lilies mm-hmm. with... Uh, so you're familiar with that yes. painting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with an overturned shopping cart in the pond. Oh. And like a traffic cone in the pond. You know, just kind yeah. of garbage. Just mm. w- what that would be today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have this beautiful little serene thing, but then there's, you know, a little stream, but there's litter yeah. all through it. Yeah. Which it's really cool because it's, it's like a spot on recreation of the painting, but then there's this shopping cart. That's just so cool. I've middle. never seen that. That's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. I'll, show you a photo and we'll post a photo of that uh he has another one this one's probably my favorite called season's greetings and Mm -hmm. i had never seen this before today uh he was painted and if we haven't said this already i mean he's a street artist i know we said that but a lot of his paintings are done on public walls like literally Mm -hmm. overnight you know you might come out of your apartment building if you live in new york city or london and you round the corner and 
you're staring straight at an original Banksy that wasn't there the day before. Yeah, that, that to me, you that's know, how... is seen all over the world via the internet now. That's how it works now. It's like, all of a sudden, there, and there, I'm sure you'll get to this, but it happened recently, too, where all of a sudden, there's a new Banksy, and it yeah. is. It's just painted on a wall somewhere. It's not... It's not made known to anyone. He doesn't publicize he's about to do it. It is still mm-hmm. true to the art of graffiti artists or street yeah. artists. It just so happens that we're all very <laughs> aware of him and looking out right. for him. And his work is worth lots and lots and lots of money. In this case, with Season's Greetings, he painted it on the corner of an iron worker's garage. Which I don't know if there was any intention of it being on an iron Probably. worker's garage. Probably. Yeah, I guess so, but... I don't know. An iron worker is not really like a target, in my opinion. Maybe he's sporting them. Uh, I doubt it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what the painting is. So it's painted on the corner of this garage. Mm-hmm. And on one side is a boy catching snowflakes on his tongue. Mm-hmm. And then and then on the other side, you see that the snowflakes are actually ashes and embers from a fire. Ooh. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I love that juxtaposition of mm-hmm. those two sides. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that was necessarily targeting the iron workers' Maybe. garage. Do they make pollution? I mean, this is literally a garage. Like, it's the size of a three-car garage. It's not like some big factory. Mm. And also, <laughs> I don't know any of his other works to target anyone. The air, He might place yeah. them strategically to call attention to something. You know, like the mm-hmm. Palestine Wall, like that sort right, of thing. Of but the... The climate change one. It's not like he goes and puts that on the side of an Enron corporate building, mm-hmm. something like that. So I don't, I don't think there was any connection with with the. That Iron is Workers really garage. cool, and it's very cool taking advantage of the three D component of it. The fact that you could, because it's a corner of a building, mm-hmm. you can see just one part of it and not see the other, but they're really connected. That's it's really very, very cool. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And then again in uh, 2015 in. I don't know how you say this exactly, Calais, maybe, France. Uh, And that's a town that a lot of people stay in when they are trying to immigrate to the UK. He painted a piece called Son of a Migrant from Syria. And that's depicting Steve Jobs carrying his belongings as if immigrating, Mm. which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, And he painted that, like I said, in a town that is kind of filled with refugees if you will, trying, trying to, to get, get into, into the UK. Yeah. So, yeah, he really is a political activist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He went to New Orleans after Katrina, and he did some pieces there. He painted mostly on abandoned buildings or wow. destroyed buildings, and, you mm. know, middle of nowhere, middle of poor neighborhoods. It doesn't matter where he's putting up this original artwork, just bringing attention to these areas. Mm-hmm. So, like we mentioned before in the intro, he has the movie... 2010 exit through the gift shop Mm -hmm. documentary yes it's a documentary Mm -hmm. that he directed oh i didn't know he directed it i didn't really know that either i in my mind it was about him it wasn't that much about i know yeah Yeah. after i read about it he directed it it's a little weird i gotta see it again and i didn't want to spend too much time just kind of hashing out the details of this but he directed this documentary and it's following a man named um maybe you can help me how would you say this name T H I E R R Y. I don't. I don't remember. Let's call him Terry for now. Let's call him Terry and okay. acknowledge that it's probably not Terry. Okay. <laughs> uh, a man named Terry Guetta, who is a French man living in L.A., and he's obsessed with street art, and he's on his path to becoming a street artist. Mm-hmm. 
and it features other very famous street artists. Uh, like, the guy who does the Obama ones, Yeah, right? that's Shepard Fairey. Yes, sorry, yeah, Shepard. I know that name, right? Yeah. Shepard Fairey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shepard Fairey. Uh, another artist named Invader, who over the course of the documentary you find out is Terry Guetta's cousin, oh. which I guess he didn't know. That's like a kind of twist in the documentary. Oh. Uh, and even Banksy appears in the documentary, although his voice is... And identity or, you know, cloaked mm-hmm. behind a... Of course. Altering the voice and everything mm-hmm. like that. So after that, his popularity really grows. That movie was nominated for the Academy Award oh, the following wow. year for Best Documentary. And that just kind of reignites that fire that he... I mean, he, he was constantly getting more and more popular, but mm-hmm. he really he had a huge year in 2007. And then after this 2010 documentary, people, again, are really interested. In, I mean, he has a wider audience than he ever had right. at that point. Uh, in 2013, he started a month-long residency in New York City where he was cranking out pieces every day. And oh, that was really? called Better Out Than In, <laughs> cool. which is the opposite of the coronavirus. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> Anywho, he goes out one day as a hot dog vendor. He's got a cart. He's in disguise. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least we think he's in disguise because no one really knows if right. it's him or not. Right, but he doesn't have to be in disguise. We don't know what he looks like. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he wasn't in disguise. I'm pretty sure I read that he was dressed up as like an old guy. Maybe it was a real old guy that they used. Anyway, <laughs> they set up a hot dog cart and sold original pieces for $60. Wow. Yeah, with so no... So you walk up, think you're going to get a hot dog, and then he goes, hey, you want this? And it's an original Banksy? Honestly, I think that was kind of it. I think wow. I think it was a guy selling hot dogs, and then, you know, hanging on the rails of his stall, he had pieces, and he would pitch people on them. Wow. And one day, he sold eight pieces, uh-huh. and then the next day, he went online on his website or Instagram or whatever, and he authenticated them, and he said, hey, that was me out there. Those are original Banksy's, cool. and he, you know, posted photos of the eight sold, and we're mm-hmm. like, those are real. Yeah. I read that the next year, one of them sold for $68,000 wow. at Bonham's London, and I also read that one of them sold for $214,000. <laughs> wow. So someone got screwed, but... Who? No, <laughs> they're both someone, winners. Someone made a great investment at a well, hot they, dog stand. They both made great investments, but one sold for sixty-eight k, yeah. and the <laughs> other for two hundred and fourteen. Yeah. A year later, that's crazy. That's yeah. Good that, for I mean, that I love that. That I know. I think that's so cool. Yeah, and it feels like there's. It's almost hard to think of things to do at a certain point when you're. I feel like when you're that famous and you're that successful, it's almost hard to to be subversive and to stick it to the man in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's such a creative, cool way to do it. Yeah, and I love that because although he is the guy who is simultaneously having pieces go to auction and selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars, he's also the guy who is kind of highlighting the fact that, like, look, that's my original art sitting right there offered to you for $60, and you don't have the eye to discern that that's a valuable piece of art you don't you or don't know who the artist what, is behind it, so you don't care. But if you knew it was me, you're gonna care all worth, of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like that that he's selling them for sixty dollars and watching all these people pass by and ignore this hot dog vendor who's trying to get his art out there. Mm-hmm. Little do they know that it's famous artist, quote yeah. unquote Banksy. And had they known, they would have spent their life savings on yeah. that piece, especially when they know they could sell it next year for tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. it's just i like that he that he shows that mm-hmm. that's really cool 
Okay, so his most famous stunt yet, mm-hmm. hands down, was in October 2008, which I can't believe it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. October 2008, he sold a print at auction of uh, a piece of his called Girl with Balloon. Yeah, I, I know you that You know one. the piece, mm-hmm. yeah. It sold for a Banksy record of over one and a quarter million dollars. Wow. Huge amount. Moments after the auction ends... The print, which is right there in the room for all to see, Mm -hmm. spontaneously ejects from the bottom of the frame (laughs) and is shredded like a paper shredder from an internal hidden shredder that's built into the frame. (laughs) So this person spent over a million dollars on this piece and then like literally minutes later, the room is still like buzzing Uh after the, the hammer going down on that and the piece slides right out of the bottom of the frame. It doesn't fall to the ground. It, I'd say it comes out, you know, seven-eighths of the way and is shredded. That's crazy. Yeah, and that piece is now called Love is in the Bin. Bin wow. being what the British people call trash can. Mm. Uh, I mean, but that's got to be way more valuable now. Yeah. That's his most famous piece by far at this point. It's that crazy. was like the that was the most worldwide attention he'd ever gotten. Right. It's crazy to think that he uh, these things are are attempts to <laughs> yeah are attempts to be like, oh, you know, I'm still this subversive guy and and screw you guys and and yet it only makes it more valuable. But, yeah. But I'm sure he he knows that. And at this point, there's there's no way around that. That's just who he is. Mm-hmm. And so he's using his platform in in whatever ways he can to make statements. And yeah. No one else is doing that. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he's still not selling out. You know, it's the opposite. I mean, he's going out of his way to do the opposite of selling out, which right. is shredding his piece minutes right. after someone buys it. You know, it's like, like I said, the opposite of selling out yeah. because. He's not just sitting back and watching people bid on these things and collecting the money. He's right. thinking of creative ways to throw a whole wrench in the process mm-hmm. of this art dealing that he clearly doesn't really care about at all. Right, yeah. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, it is, I think so too. Very cool. The big question, though, is who is Banksy? Yes, it is the big question. Do you know? Did you find out? I'm pretty positive. Okay. There are obviously a lot of theories surrounding this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Terry Guetta, the guy from the documentary. I don't think it's him. Just because I, I don't watched either. it. <laughs> I don't either. But when you Google, you know, who is Banksy, who might be Banksy, that sort of thing, that's one of the theories that are out there. Okay. I didn't see any evidence that really made me think at all that it's him, yeah. other than the fact that he's, he's the one featured in the documentary that Banksy directed. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it would be him. But... I guess some people think it's Terry Guetta. Yeah, okay. Another is Robert Delnaha from the band Massive Attack. Oh. So his friend, who is a prominent DJ, I apologize, I forget his name, said in an interview, suggested in an interview that Robert may be Banksy. And mm. this DJ didn't know. He was just like, I don't know, like he might be Banksy. Like I kind of think he's Banksy. I guess several of his performances have coincided with Banksy pieces popping up, you know, that sort of thing. Uh So he put that out there. So that's a theory. That's cool. Another is a man named... Multi-talented, if so. Musician and artist. Big time. Well, yeah. And then there's this one, uh, Jamie Hewlett, who is a comic book artist, and he's also the artist behind uh, The Gorillas. The band, you know how they're oh, always yeah. animated. They have really cool animation. Yeah, art. he's the designer who came up with that, and he animates all of their stuff. Oh wow! So I didn't 
I didn't see. I was just kind of reading through some of these briefly. I didn't see why people think it's him. I think they it, just you know saw it the might have just and they were like, eh, it's probably him. <laughs> <laughs> probably that. Um, and then the most thought person, mm. and this is the one I think, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why, is a man named Robin Gunningham. Mm. And he's the, English. English as heck. Yeah, he's English. He's Gunningham. actual. He's a Bristol native. Okay. You know the same town mm-hmm. that Banksy's from. Yeah. Fits the age and everything like that. And the reason that I think it's him is because Robert Gunningham is, no offense, nobody. Mm. There's no other reason he would be linked to him. This other guy's the front man of a band. The other guy's right. featured in the documentary. The other guy's a famous artist. This guy is like, there's there's nothing to him besides people think, people think he might be Banksy. Why? So it's like, why would he even be in the mix? I don't know exactly what the You're source like, well, is. Well, there have been photos of him every time that a Banksy art goes up, someone catches him doing it. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> there are fo- there is a photo. If you search Robert Gunningham, there's a photo of who I assume is Robert Gunningham because mm-hmm. he's who comes up when you search for him for the photo. And this was a couple of years ago. A lot of English tabloids were like, this is Banksy. Like, we're telling oh, you, really? this is Banksy. And it's a photo of him, and it's the same single photo that all of these people ran with. Yeah. So it must be the only one out there. But again, from the brief reading I did, I think that's the one who's Banksy. And he's a little older than you think. I believe his listed age is like 46. When you see the photos, like he's a little on the older side. He's what? not who you picture being the one behind all of this. But he's been going at it for a long time. You said 1990 is when he started, mm-hmm. right? right? But he's not old. I mean, I think his listed birth date is 76, I want to say. How old would that make him? Now? Mm-hmm. Make him 44? So that's the same age as this Robert Or maybe his birthday was 74 because I want to say he was 46. Yeah. So it checks out is my point. It's Robert. You solved it. Robert? Why Robert? Robin, you mean. Rob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Robert. Well, there is yeah. another Robert that I mentioned above, Robert Dunlaha, but I'm like, oh, why are you going back to no, him? No, no, no. It's not him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gunningham. Someone find out if Robin Gunningham was the goalie for the Cowboys and Cowgirls Oh, wow. In the that 1990s. could really crack it. Yeah, bust this thing wide if open. he was. So finally, he's not without his criticisms. Some people call it simple. His art? His art, yeah. Some All right, people. let me see you get out there and stencil in the middle of the night. That's mm. what I'm saying. Some people yeah. call it hipster art, which, you know, fine, sure. Doesn't mean it's bad. No. Uh, other people call it pure vandalism. Which it is. Well, it definitely <laughs> is. It is vandalism. But Who was the New York mayor that just ran for president? Bloomberg? Yeah, Bloomberg. He he hated Banksy. Uh, he was not a fan. Typical. He was very outspoken about <laughs> him. Not surprised. Putting up art uh, while he was the mayor. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I saw another quote from a writer who said something like, his art is pleasing to idiots because it's simple to understand, or something like that. You know, so... You know, people... Like any artist, there are people who are people. critiquing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. So there you go. Hey, if you don't have critics you're not doing anything right preach just ask taylor swift she talks about that or something mm-hmm. yeah so something that i thought was interesting was that a lot of these things have been painted over because like we said they're in public spaces they are technically illegal mm-hmm. it's not illegal to cover them up with your own illegal art it's just only like illegal to yeah. spray paint over it's just as illegal to spray paint over a blank wall as it is a banksy piece of course so he's had paintings uh, covered up in Bristol, 
London, Toronto. Uh, there's one guy out there who's covered up like several of his paintings. Oh. Who kind of is like a troll, like a yeah. real life troll. Yeah, that's kind of rude. He said paintings accidentally destroyed by plumbers. Um, <laughs> okay, that's all I got. <laughs> cool. Well, it seems like you grew to be fond of Banksy throughout this. Definitely. I mean, I had seen a few of his pieces before and thought they were cool. And like I said, we saw the documentary years mm-hmm. ago and I liked that. But yeah, looking at them again, I was like, wow, these are, and especially that season's greetings one. I mm-hmm. like that in the show me the Monet. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff. And there, I mean, there are, there are dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of his pieces out there that you can look at online. So I definitely encourage you to go on there and check them out. Yeah. I feel like after this episode, it really makes me want to go on and, and look at... I mean, obviously, it's a very visual component, mm-hmm. but um, but I want to check it out myself a bit. Well, then do it. Hey, maybe a Banksy will pop up near you one of these days. Yeah, did you see one popped up really recently? Yeah, he just dedicated for, one to healthcare workers yeah. for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it was like a May. little boy... And I didn't was, see it. I, I oh. meant to look it up, but I was, like, you know, kind of trying to dig a, through all this it's research. It's a little boy. I think it's a little boy. And he's holding up a little stuffed toy monkey, I think, but it's dressed as a nurse. And he's playing with And it's, like, flying. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. We'll find a picture of it. Yeah, that. I got to look that up. For sure. Cool. Banksy. Turns out it wasn't you. It wasn't you either. I was kind of surprised. (laughs) Too bad. We'd be rich. Yeah, I know. Dang, I wish you were Banksy. Me too. All right. Oh, well. All right. Adios. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.